Thomas. Michael. How you doing, buddy? Let me check. Amazing. I still can't shake this cold. My wife's got me freaked out. She says, you know the guy that, who created the Muppets? Jim Henson. Right. He died of pneumonia. You don't have pneumonia, do you? Well, that's what she got me freaked out. Why? Because it's been three days now that I've had a little bit of a fever. and Oh, you this, have a fever, too. Not a big fever. It's 100. You need to go to the doctor, sir. Well, tomorrow. If I still have it by tomorrow, I'll go. Okay. But she said Jim Henson didn't go to the doctor, and he was perfectly healthy until he got it. And I guess... I don't know. What is pneumonia anyway? It gets in your lungs and it kills you. Ugh. All right. So many people have died from pneumonia. Nobody talks about it, but it's very, very serious. You don't muck around with that, buddy. You know what else you don't muck around with? Lake Erie. That's right. Lake Erie is a biatch. I've never been to Toledo. All I know about Toledo is it's got the Toledo Mud Hens, a AAA baseball team, and it was the home of... Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. But they have a... It's also the home of a very famous hot dog stand. Oh, really? Called Tony Paco's hmm. that Jamie Farr used to talk about all the time in that hit TV series from the 80s called MASH. MASH. Thank you. It was the 70s, I think. It ended up in the 80s. Oh, really? That's I when I remember it. I remember the last MASH. I was just a little boy. Do you know that still remains the most watched single TV show ever? That's what I understand. Yeah, baby. Well, anyway... The residents of Toledo are going to the polls in a little bit, not to elect anybody, but to vote on a ballot question whether Lake Erie deserves the same rights as a person. They want to give it protection to save the lake from pollution. You know, this lake, I didn't know about this, it affects four different states and two big cities, Buffalo and Cleveland. And, you know, they're afraid that, you know, some of these big cities might pollute and they want some safeguards to this. So that's why they're passing this ballot, you know. But lakes aren't people, and I won't believe they're people until Texas executes one of them. I didn't know this lake was so important. You know that it provides 11 million people with water, with drinking water? I understand that, yes. I didn't know that. Making jobs about the Great Lakes is just irreplaceable, right? Irreplaceable. There you go. <laughs> now, I have this. to finish your jokes. Right. He's not feeling well today. No. I thought that Lake Erie was on fire in 69. It was actually... The Cuyahoga River. That's right. And it was very polluted, and they cleaned it up, and Cleveland is a beautiful town again. Right. But So the lake wasn't on fire. It was the river, right? That's right. You thought it was the lake? Yeah. It wasn't that far from the lake. It's the river that feeds into the lake, and it was kind of right at the mouth where that fire took place. Tom and Mike. Life gets stranger and stranger. The other day, some guy publisher of a newspaper said the KKK should go up to Washington and clean out all the swamp people and all that kind of thing. And now the town in Maryland, a town called Tanny Town, Tanny Town in Maryland. Tanny Town? Tannyville or something like that. What's the name of it? I can't read my own writing. But anyway, this Maryland town hopes a new Civil War memorial featuring John Wilkes Booth will bring big tourism to the area. How about that? Yeah, it's called Tannytown, T-A-N-E-Y-T-O-W-N, Maryland. It's a small town. They want to tell both sides of the Civil War, and by putting a monument up there for John Wilkes Booth, it's going to bring people in there. And I mean, can you think of a, dumb, a worse decision? That is cray-cray, my friend. Who came up with that idea? Is it really going to happen? Well, they're talking about it. Wow. If this happens, we should do other things. Maybe Jane Fonda monument in front of the Vietnam Memorial. How about that? Oh, that would be rough. No. No. (laughs) 
you know, John Wilkes Booth, one of the worst people in the history of our country, and you're going to put a monument up to this guy to so yeah. get people to come to your town? Yeah, you know, I don't think I want to be even driving through that town. We don't talk about this, and people don't talk about this much, but, you know, you know, I guess, what, two or three presidents were assassinated already in our country's history? Do you know that, here's how hard Teddy Roosevelt was. He was a tough guy. Do you know that he was campaigning for president, I think, for the first time? And he was giving a speech outdoors and somebody shot him and he continued with the speech for another hour. I mean, that's tough. That's a tough guy. That's a tough guy. Amy Klobuchar thought she had grit in the snow. (laughs) Right. No, no, no. But think about that. You're giving a speech, you get shot, you're bleeding, and you just go on for another hour because you're all fired up. Adrenaline's popping. He was a rough rider. That's why he was a tough guy, right? Rough rider. Rough rider. So I think Tannytown, Maryland is making a big mistake. You know, they can bring, if they want to bring people into that town for tourism, they can come up with something else. Like, how about crabs or something, right? There you go. I think they ought to have a movement to change the name of the town from Tanny Town to Insanity Town. There you go. Look at that. Tom and Mike. Have you been keeping up with what's been happening with 3D printers over the past couple of years? No, I have not. Why don't you bring us up to date? Well, you know that the most scary thing about this whole 3D is now they can print guns. You knew that, right? Right. They can do guns. They can. You can make. They an can acoustic- uh, print guns that aren't detectable in airport security, which is completely bonkers. I mean, there's no way that this should be able to happen in America. But the gun lobby wants it. Now they're talking about this is what 3D printers are going to do in the future. They're going to be able to print human organs. Wow. Can you print a new brain? I'm asking for a friend now. A plastic brain? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it works better than this one at this time of day, I say yay. And I'm guessing to print an organ, you don't use ink, you use blood, do you think? Mm. Let's just put some blood in there where that ink goes. Yeah. 3D printers can print cakes, cookies, and fries. Some call this an amazing new device. I call it an oven, don't you? Yeah, that sounds like an easy-bake oven. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever have one of those when you were a kid? The easy-bake oven? Yeah. No, but I know that you did when you were playing with your Barbie dolls. Right, I put I put a, I put a cake in there, and it took about three years for it to bake. Yeah, that's because you're trying to bake it with a freaking light bulb. That's right, baby. But uh, how about if they can start with teeth? It would end the dental system. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so 3D teeth. Now you might be onto something because, you know, guess what? I would think you can make plastic stronger than teeth enamel. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think right about now... We should do a 3D replica of a founding father. Don't you think we need one of them right I now? I think we need to do a 3D podcast is what we need to do. Actually, I think we might need to send people there. But you have more. But wait, there's more. Hershey's, the chocolate company, has unveiled a 3D printer that makes chocolate. And if you think getting angry when the paper printer gets stuck and jammed, think about what a chocolate printer gets jammed, huh? That's right, because guess what? Chocolate. We're running out of it. It's becoming extinct. So why not just make some in a 3D printer? It's ingenious, I tell you. This science fiction of my youth is becoming a reality, except for, you know, jetpacks. Whatever happened to them? Yeah, those look like they were going to be fun. Or or flying cars? Yeah, I want one of those flying cars. I want a car that is amphibious, that goes uh, in the air, in the land, and by the sea. I want an Army, Navy, and Marine mobile. That's what I want. Now, if these 3D printers actually can create organs, and you can pick the organ you want, because I know which one I want. In fact, yeah, I'll take, I know which one you want, too, and we're not going to go there, are I'll, we? I'll but I think t- I just saw something in my spam folder for that. So you did? <laughs> yeah. 
And if I choose a new nose, can I pick it myself? Yeah, you, you can go. pick it. But these 3D printers are working gun. They can make an acoustic guitar. They can make a handmade camera lens. They can make coffee cups. It's just amazing to me that they do these things. Can they make a love? Well, I, don't I don't think so. Right. <laughs> Tom and Mike. <laughs> now, women today, you know. Why is he laughing? I don't know. I'm not laughing. I'm having a hard time. To, you know, the days of aerobic exercises, sweating to the oldies, and wearing leotards are long gone. Because today, more and more women are using strength training than ever before. Now, does your woman ever do any strength training? Stress training? Strength training. Strength training. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she goes to jazzercise every day. That's probably... For many years, women didn't do any kind of bodybuilding because there is myth. For example, you won't get bulky. Women thought if they lifted weights, they get bulky. That's not true. Bulky in all the right places. It's always been a myth that you need cardio to lose weight, and that's not true because if you lift weights, actually your calories get burned. Like if you lift weights at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're still burning calories an hour later. Did you know that? I did not. And there was a myth that older women shouldn't strength train. That's not true either. Women of all ages is stretch chain. I'm having a hard time saying that. Stretch train. Right. It sounds like you're saying stress. Right. Which actually might not be bad training when you think about it. I mean, think about all the stress you have. If you could somehow condition yourself not to have stress, that would be good training, right? Yeah. And I've always felt that for every woman, they should know how to clean and jerk, don't you think? Clean and jerk? Yep. What do you mean by that? That's a weightlifting term. Oh. And also something you can do when you're getting amorous with your woman, right? Is she working on your guns? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love that women are taking advantage of their lives, all because many women have five stages in a woman's life. Do you know what they were? Five stages. To grow up, to fill out, to slim down, to hold it in, and to hell with it. That's five stages of women, <laughs> right? That's good. Did you think of that yourself? Yeah, I just thought, you know, came up uh, with something. You know, my wife had a thigh master for a while. She did? Now it's a combination clothes hanger and conversation piece. Mm. Her weight training consisted of doing diddly squats. Do you ever do those? Diddly squats. <laughs> that's good. That's I like it. She, she always, that's the only kind of squat she does is diddly squat. Mm. Weight training is actually the poor woman's plastic surgery. For a woman who can't afford it, you know, you throw those barbells around a little bit and you're feeling better about yourself, right? <laughs> Just throw them around. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of dumbbells to work out with, pretty much. Yeah, that would be you and <laughs> and, and, and you. Yeah. You and me and you. <laughs> Couple of dumbbells. I got your dumbbell. Tom and Mike. People that are uh, worried about their getting pregnant, you know, they usually have to spend a lot of money, go to the pharmacy, and get uh, pregnancy tests. Do you know that dollar store is now offering cheap pregnancy tests? How much are they? Under a dollar. <laughs> I always enjoy going into a dollar store asking what the price is. You know, no matter how bad it gets, you always feel rich at a dollar store, don't you? You do. But a dollar store pregnancy test, because finding out shouldn't be more expensive than the cheap date that got you in this predicament, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, who's going to buy a pregnancy test at a dollar store? Well, if it's reliable. Why start making good decisions now, right? <laughs> exactly. If they didn't spend 50 cents for a condom, what the hell makes them want to spend money for a a test, right? Mm, that's right. You ever see a person's face when they got all this stuff and it, they think they have 14 items for $14 and it comes to like eighteen fifty nine? they don't realize there's tax on that stuff. You hang out at the dollar store, don't you? No, I don't. I, I got to start paying you more money. Don't have I? you ever been to a dollar store? I have. It's an exercise in futility. You go in there and you think, wow, I have the world of junk at my fingertips. 
And well, doesn't it feel good to walk in and, and knowing you can buy whatever you want without looking at prices? Yeah, but I never do. So what's up with that? But what do you buy at a dollar store? Have you? I mean, what do you, you buy? Ever... Yeah, exactly. That's my whole point. What do you, do you buy at a dollar store? I guess I would get. Uh, uh, I don't know. See, I, that's a problem. But they're obviously very successful, right? But I've never bought anything there. Have you? No. Yeah. It's one of those places you go in and you walk through and you go, yeah, I don't think I need anything right now. <laughs> There's always somebody that says, may I help you? And that's always my reply. Yeah, I don't think I need anything right now. I don't know how they make money. Well, there's a lot of dollars in the world, and there's a lot of dollar stores. I know, but, you know, maybe at the end of the day, they might have made $400. Yeah, I feel bad for the people that work there. Well, maybe we should go one today, all right? Yeah, let's go. Let's right. shop. Let's sh- buy a bunch of junk and just give it away over the air. What do there, you think? Yeah. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, I bet you, not knowing how religious you are, that you believe the Shroud of Turin is real, don't you? I do. Well, it's been debunked many, many times. Uh, no, I don't think so. And now scientists... I, I don't think so. I okay. think you're wrong. You're wrong. Scientists are now attempting to prove the Shroud of Turin is real by sticking volunteers, this is kind of crazy, on a cross and dabbing in blood and then taking them down and laying them down and see how it looks. They hope the experiment will support the hypothesis that the Shroud's of authenticity in somehow new and expected ways by doing this. That sounds doesn't like a, sound so scientific to me. Sounds like a fun weekend, doesn't it? Hey, get up on the cross. <laughs> no. We're going to dab you in blood. Absolutely not. This research team from the Turin Shroud Center in Colorado Springs, when I read Colorado Springs Turin Shroud Center, that should end the whole thing right there. Yeah, what's that all about? Yeah, I know. What is that? I mean, if it said, you know, Middle East Shroud Center. Where is the shroud? I don't know, but, you know, they got in a lot of trouble about 150 years ago when some guy threw it in with the Reds in the washing machine. <laughs> Came out all messed up. All messed I don't believe up. it for one reason. The guy on the in the shroud, they say, would be six foot eight inches tall. And we know Jesus wasn't that tall. Is that what they say? Yes. Why do you believe it's real? I just do. It's one of those things that requires faith. So my faith tells me it's probably real because it's been carbon dated, right? Right. Everything is just, you have to have faith. That's what it is. Because there's no way that this one piece of cloth that's passed over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years was the one, right? I don't know if there's any way to conclusively say that that was something that was used during the crucifixion of Jesus. But do you think that's some kind of story that just was made up? I don't know. An empty tomb? Oh, come on. That is an historical event. That doesn't require faith. That's history, my friend. An empty tomb first, then an empty shroud, and then a card saying, Happy Easter, huh? Well, that's Easter for you, pal. Okay. You gotta, you gotta really have to have faith. That's the way it works. That's the way he set it up. You know, if he came down in a big cloud and said, Boo, you would be so scared you would die immediately. Yeah, but do you think scientists should ever try to explain religious claims? Either you believe it or you don't. I don't think it's just up to science, but I think it's up to historians as well. We're getting deep and... And the deepness we're getting in is not getting us any. Well, how about if I trade you the steering wheel off Noah's Ark for the shroud? You see, you're just being stupid. No. Yeah, you are. Noah's Ark had a steering wheel. Who said it had a steering wheel? Well, it's probably in that uh, Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., remember? Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. So I'm going to put Thomas Kent as Noah's Ark had a steering wheel. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to put you down 
for a believer in the Shroud of Turin. And Noah's Ark. Right. Yeah, put me down. Well, sometimes when I use that tanning cream and I lay it on my sheets, and then I get off, it looks just like the Shroud of Turin. You ever do that? <laughs> you're, you're so vain. No. You probably think this show is about you. No, it's about you, buddy. I'm just <laughs> no. your sidekick. I'm Absolutely your sidekick. Absolutely not. You're Thomas Cookie Kent. No, not me. Yeah. Are we done today? Uh, no, buddy. I want to talk to you for ever. Oh, you know I'm that. sure you do. Come on. You're my main man. Yeah. You're my amigo. Your buddy, your pal, your, your amigo, amigo, your compadre. Tom and Mike.